This is the podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. Looking across the causeway with Malaysia going into a nationwide lockdown from today. Now slated to last for two weeks until June 14th, it comes as the country reports record numbers of new cases daily. With a strict work-from-home mandate and most businesses closed, streets in the capital were generally emptier earlier. Ahead of the lockdown last night, Prime Minister Mohideen Yassin announced a stimulus package of 40 billion ringgit or about 12.8 billion Singapore dollars. It includes cash aid for households with monthly incomes of 5,000 ringgit or less, as well as a month of wage subsidies for workers in affected sectors. Now, this stimulus package is meant to soften the blow of the lockdown because from today, only 17 essential economic sectors are allowed to operate like FMB, utilities, transport, banking, e-commerce and communications. But these businesses can only open from 8am to 8pm. Socialising will be restricted as well. People are limited to travelling within a 10km radius of their homes with inter-district or interstate travel banned. And only two per household can go out for essential items and services. Social gatherings or house visits are not allowed as well. Joining me now from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia Bureau Chief Shannon Teo with the latest. Shannon, welcome back to the show. How does this lockdown compare with Malaysia's past movement restriction measures like the MCOs, CMCOs and so on in terms of what is and isn't allowed as well as how Malaysians are reacting to the latest round of rules? Well, um, here's another acronym for us. We are, a lot of people are calling this the FMCO, Full mm. uh, Movement Control Order. Um, call it whatever you want, but uh, a lot of people are not too happy that we have to be in this position um, after something like 14, 15 months of fighting this pandemic. Uh, this is the worst ever wave that Malaysia has gone through. I think everyone's pretty aware of that. We nearly hit 10,000 cases a few days ago. Uh, there's been 1,200 deaths in May alone. That's uh, nearly half of all deaths that um, Malaysia has recorded across this entire pandemic. So things are getting pretty serious here. So people realize that it is necessary, but they don't have to like it. I think that's what we have at hand here. Now, the way the rules work is that there is supposed to be uh, no social activities. If you have to go out and exercise, you have to do it solo. You can't even cycle. They want you to stay very close to home so you can jog, you can do some uh, exercises, you know, uh, aerobic stuff and, uh, you know, some some of that kind of uh, a solo kind of work. Uh, no group activities, no dining, uh, nothing fun, I suppose. Um, only 17 economic sectors are allowed to operate uh, and they have to operate with very strict uh, work from home protocols, meaning uh, only 60% of staff maximum can be at the office premises. So this is the strictest we've ever had since the first MCO, which was in March 2020 to about May last year. Uh, that was the strictest. That was right at the start. And that was very successful, actually, in bringing down numbers. Very soon, uh, in June last year, we could go to what we call an RMCO, a recovery MCO, where uh, people could travel interstates, they could go on holidays, uh, sports activity, contact sports was allowed so and so forth. So um, what the government is saying is this uh, FMCO that we're calling it, which is stricter than this year's MCOs, but 
not as strict as last year's MCOs. I know it gets a bit confusing. Um, it's necessary to bring down the numbers. Now, the Director General of Health, however, has uh, a bit of sobering news. He's saying that based on the way, uh, the trend of, of infections, it's going to take us three to four months before we get out of this. Shannon, this lockdown was brought about because the third MCO couldn't suppress the current case surge with record numbers being reported every day. How come it wasn't as effective this time around and how can this lockdown help address these loopholes, so to speak? Um, Malaysians are pretty clever at saying, you know, um, oh, this rule doesn't allow me to do this, but if I did it like that, would it be okay? So, for example, right now, there's no cycling allowed. But people are saying, well, you know, if I cycle to the grocer, that's essential, right? It's my form of transport. So um, you can't avoid these little uh, loopholes. You know, there's no, no, no perfect rule. What's important is for people to understand that you have to do things. Uh, everyone has to sacrifice uh, uh, certain parts of their life for this to work, whether or not you feel the rules make sense. Now, why the previous MCO didn't work uh, when, when, when the ones... Earlier in the year, MCO2 in January worked, uh, MCO1 last year worked. Well, the MCO3 was pretty, pretty soft touch. Most of the economy could still continue, even though um, what we call workplace clusters, you know, um, clusters of infections that were happening in offices, in factories, they accounted for a large proportion of, of, of cases, right, of, of clusters at least. So that was allowed to continue throughout MCO3. They only just barred uh, social activities, dining in and uh, inter-district travel. So that didn't work. And it was uh, the situation exacerbated because we have these new variants of concern, more aggressive strains were in the country. The stuff that uh, were first detected in India, uh, South Africa, in the UK, things like this, they were, they were all present in the country. And we were seeing uh, its effects, very clear effects, the percentage of people who develop severe symptoms uh, rose to something like 35% in April. One in every three patients would exhibit very severe symptoms. We didn't have that kind of numbers before. Before it was 10%, uh, 20%, depending on, on which time of the year. Our ICUs are overcapacity nationwide by more than 100%. Um, the, the number of beds that they've reserved for COVID patients is already more than 1,000. Uh, and right now, 850 or so are confirmed COVID patients with another um, two to 300 which are suspected. So the, the healthcare system is at its uh, breaking point. And um, this basically shows that whatever strain is in the country right now is a lot more powerful, a lot more virulent than what we were handling before. And so the existing measures just couldn't handle it. So we need to go deeper and stricter. The country will be under the lockdown until June 14th, uh, given that it's just for two weeks. Shannon, how much will Malaysia's economy be affected? Uh, is GDP still expected to grow up to 7.5%? Well, the short answer is no. I don't think there's any economist out there who believes that we will uh, hit the growth levels of 6 to 7.5%, which the government uh, had targeted because it wants to return the economy to pre-pandemic levels. Now, last year's contraction was 5.6%. Uh, so they want at least 6% this year so we can get back uh, to the way things were before. Um, that's clearly not going to happen now. Now, the finance minister just said that uh, there will be a downward revision, but he says it's too soon to calculate how much. But if you ask uh, economists around, they've gone as low as 4%. 
uh, for their growth uh, figures this year. My personal feeling is that that's still pretty optimistic because that's assuming that the current lockdown works according to schedule. We are supposed to be in what we call phase one, very strict lockdown for two weeks and then four weeks slightly looser and then we go into what uh, it was, uh, you know, the, what I refer to as a soft touch MCO after that. That's, that's after six weeks. Then we go back to a situation where uh, most economic sectors can operate but still no social activity, no tourism, so on and so forth. So we don't know how long this is going to last and this is going to be a drag on the economy uh, going into the long run. Thanks for the update, Shannon. I've been speaking with Malaysia Bureau Chief for The Straits Times, Shannon Teo. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.